Each week, Invest Talk listeners ask Steve and Justin what they use for winning investment research. And the answer is Y Charts. Quality data with easy to use tools. You can start your free trial today. And if you purchase during the month of June, you'll get 14 months of Y Charts for the price of 12, plus a free subscription to the KPP Premium Newsletter. Subscribe now go.ycharts.com slash investtalk. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, June 21st, 2019, and I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today, as you do every day at the same time. And of course, I hope you'll call me with all your investing questions, anything financial. Call me with anything financial. We'll talk about it. And when when you make that call, of course, you take charge of what direction the show goes, and that's what I hope you will do. I have plenty of things to talk about. I always do every day, but I want to talk about what's on your mind, what's uh, what's driving you financially these days. And remember, our goal here on Invest Talk is to help you achieve that financial freedom goal. You know, everybody has that goal, but you know, that's what the show is all about—to help you get there. And that means, you know, to make you uh, we, to make you a better investor. And to do that, we talk about investing on this show. So, I'm looking forward to your calls. Today in this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you along that path. So, um, and we're going to talk about very interesting news items that came out that I always bring up. And, uh, of course, I would love to, you can call live at any time now. And the number is 888-99-CHART. My main talking point today concerns the story about how much it will cost to retire well in every state. Now, I'm not going to list every state, but I'll give you the couple, three that are the most costly, and I'll tell you what the average is. So, you know, housing, food, transportation, health care, utilities. We're talking about a comfortable retirement. And, of course, if you want to live outside the country, you can live pretty comfortably on very low, very low income in various parts of the world. Whether you want to or not, that's a whole other question. So we'll get to that. And also, I got other things I want to talk about. Uh, the AAII, you know who that is? American Association of Individual Investors. They do a survey every week. I've mentioned this in the past. Every week they do a survey on their on their members of whether they're bullish or bearish. And it's always presented in a percentage. And there's some very interesting percentages right now. One of the Federal Reserve governors made a speech, Lyle Brain Brainerd, 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 a woman, and she had some interesting things to talk about about interest rates and what the Fed's looking at going forward. And finally, charitable giving. I want to talk about charitable giving in the last couple three years here in the United States. You know, we are the most generous country in the world by far. Uh, but you wouldn't know it by a lot of people in the, in our own government or outside our country thinking we're not, but we are by far. But I'm talking about charitable giving inside the United States. So those are going to be the main talking points we're going to discuss today. 
And, of course, you can take the show any direction you want to. So, you know, it's up to you. The market was down today. The Dow was down 34, the NASDAQ down 20, and the S&P down 4. For the week, though, the Dow was up a couple percentage points. So, it was a good week for the market. And it's been a very good June. Remember last month, it was a very bad May. One of the worst. This month, June, it's been a very good June. One of the best. And it's right back up there near the top, a little bit above the top on the Dow. It depends on what index you're looking at. But I thought I'd point out that gold has been moving very, very well. Have you been looking at that? And since it's Friday, we will talk about the newsletter. The Friday KPP Premium Newsletter I send out. So I will be talking about that. So the market's been up for the month of June, and don't I don't want you to get too excited about it. I mean, we're in the summertime where volatility does uh, seem to pick up, and we've seen lots of volatility. Anyway, let's go to Noel in Napa Valley. How you doing, Noel? I'm doing good, uh, Steve. Uh, when you were on last, uh, which was Wednesday, I believe, uh, you were going to uh-huh. mention, I don't know if you got around to it, uh, you were going to mention the uh, some high-paying jobs. And unfortunately, my yes. neighbor uh, came over with me and interrupted the uh, Could you mention those again? Let's see if I, if I can try to pull them out. Uh, I think I kept that somewhere on my desk. I'll tell you what, uh, no, on the break, I'll look for it, okay? And I'll, and I'll mention it again. Uh, ah, here it yeah. is. If you, if you have time, if you have too many calls, well, you know, another time maybe. No, no, I, I got it. It's right here. Funeral service manager makes ninety-four to $151,000 a year. A funeral service manager. Elevator installer and repairer, 80 to 121. A captain or a pilot on a boat, not a big boat, not a ship, 82000 to 100000 A prison warden, 101000 is the median Air traffic controller, a hundred to one hundred twenty-four thousand, and a pilot, one hundred fifteen thousand. So those are the ones I mentioned that I had written down. So those are the very high-paying jobs that don't necessarily require a college education. By the way, thanks, Noel. Appreciate the call. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and since we are now only one day away from Invest Talk Wealth Conference, actually we're less than a day. It's going to be tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. I strongly encourage you to sign up. If you want to, at investtalk.com, we're still watching to see if there's any late last-minute sign-ups. Everyone is working to achieve financial freedom, and the quickest way to jumpstart your efforts is to be in the room when Justin and I and Jason, our three money managers in the office, talk about what, how to get wealthy, how to protect your money. Two-hour conference tomorrow, Saturday in Irvine. Okay? Uh... We'll talk about understanding the current volatile market, which we've seen, and, of course, the global economic environment, give you a plan to boost income and manage your investment through risk, and finally, uh, we'll talk about define ways for you to find opportunities. There's some really pretty good opportunities out there right now, surprisingly. Anyways, you can take control of your financial future. So please give us a call. Be there tomorrow, 9 to 11. Give us a call now. We're taking calls. Tickets to learn how to purchase tickets, go to investtalk.com, by the way. So I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. 
Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Denise in Kansas. How you doing, Denise? Good. How are you, Steve? I'm good, and I appreciate the call. Hey, um, I have a couple of questions on AutoZone. Um, what do you think of the valuation? And then, uh, is AutoZone considered a cyclical stock? Yes, it's a very cyclical stock. AutoZone, you know, operates uh, 5,600 retail auto parts stores in the U.S., Mexico, Puerto Rico, Brazil. Um, so it's a very good company, uh, Denise, but it is very cyclical because, you know, it, it, it's in the automobile business uh, uh, with auto parts. Uh, so and when the economic, when economy starts to slow down, their stock will probably slow down. Uh, when the economy is doing well, their stock does well which many cyclicals do. This stock is a very good, very well-run company. Uh, it constantly grows the single digits, 2 to 5% every quarter, quarter after quarter, quarter. Earnings have done nothing but go up forever for many, many, many years. Uh, the earnings are going to be up to 20% this year, $62 or so a share. And then next year, $65 a share. So it's not inexpensive at $1,118 a share. I mean, when you compare the the price to the to the um, earnings, it's not cheap. But they have a you know a, a very good cash flow of $67. Uh, and if I take $1,118, let's turn my little calculator. $1,118 divided by $66, $65 a share. You're looking at a P of around 17, and their five-year range is 12 to 22, so it's kind of right in the middle. So it's not cheap, but it's not overly priced. I think you will get a good pullback on it, Denise. So I think you just be patient. You'll get it. You'll get it. You can pick it up probably under a thousand dollars. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Now let's look at some uh, benchmarks. The Dow was this morning past its all-time closing high. Of course, it gave back a little bit by the end of the day. But, you know, it did. It, it's really right near its all-time high. The 10-year Treasury yield is at 2.05%. You hold on to 10 years, and you're going to make 2%. Boy, that's really low. But it's a lot higher than you would make in Europe or Japan on their government bonds. So gold closed close to $1,400 an ounce. So it's had a pretty good rally here. Will it go higher? Well, depends on, you know, what drives gold. Inflation, there is no inflation. Fear, well, there is some fear, right? And, um, and of course, um, it is a good asset. It is a good asset that's not tied to the stock market. So it gives you good diversification. Oil was at $57 a barrel. It was just up a bit, you know, besides, you know, one of the reasons it's not that high is because U.S. is now pretty much independent from oil. We're in energy independent. So the rest of the world, of course, isn't. But it's, you know, and of course, oil is also uh, uh, um, uh, priced in dollars. So it just, you know, no one's really fearing here in the United States, you know, an oil shortage or anything like that. 
even though there's tension in the oil region. You know, Iran thing. So, interesting stuff. There are two new... <laughs> excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, there are two new Amazon stories on the radar. First, Amazon is definitely getting a new tra- getting into a, a, the new travel business. They have quietly launched an effort in partnership with India in India. Now, Amazon tried to do this. Do you remember this? They're, they had a travel destination service in 2015. It didn't work, and they shut it down. However, the second story, second bit of Amazon news is much more interesting. Amazon, which the stock is around $1,915, per share, was recently granted a patent that outlines how its UAVs, unmanned aerial vehicles, might keep an eye on customers' property between deliveries, while supposedly maintaining customer privacy, even neighbors' privacy. Amazon delivery drones are not yet dropping off packages, but the company is already envisioning how it could use those drones, like in a surveillance service. How this would work? Well, the patent they filed was originally filed in June 2015 and became public earlier this month. It describes how the company's drones could be hired to look out for open garage doors, broken windows, graffiti, or even a fire before alerting the owner of the property. The patent gives a few hints how the surveillance service could work. It says customers would be allowed to pay for visits on an hourly, daily, or weekly basis and the drones could be equipped with night vision cameras and microphones to expand their sensing capability. So you would, so would you want your Amazon drones roaming around your neighborhood, looking at your properties? Is this an invasion of privacy on steroids or what? Or is it a good idea? What do you think? Ah. Well, let's say you're on vacation. You want someone to keep an eye on your house. Is it? Is it? Unreasonable to think of that way. Think of it that way. <laughs> Interesting concept, huh? Is it invasion of privacy or is it a good idea? I haven't decided myself. So, <laughs> this is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and if you've been listening to Invest Talk for a while, you've heard me say that I, I believe every investor should determine their individual risk tolerance. Now, that's a first step in building a more profitable investment strategy, one that you can live with, you need to define your investment comfort zone. How much risk do you want to take? And it's pretty easy. Go take our questionnaire, free online questionnaire. It's really short, too. To go to investout.com, the risk risk questionnaire. I am ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener, you may even have called a few times, but if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888 99Chart. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Ben in Ohio. How you doing, Ben? Good. How are you? I am good. I thank you for the call. Oh, thank you. And 
Uh, Justin, for everything you do, um, I have a question on Kroger, ticker KR. Sure. Uh, I like a lot about where the valuation is at right now, and I have a few percentage points in it. was wondering if you thought I should get some more. Kroger, everybody, Kroger and Company. And actually, actually, Ben, this is on our premium newsletter. Remember, we give two stock ideas a week, and this is on this week. Kroger is. Um, wow. And I'm just not telling people that they should buy it, but I kind of like it too. Kroger operates 2,764 supermarkets, convenience stores, jewelry stores under Kroger, Ralph's, and other names. Why do I like it? Its stock has been coming down, I mean, for a lo- <laughs> since September. It's been coming slowly down off of 31 down to $22.24, down today. Uh, down 89 cents. So it's under downward pressure. I wouldn't necessarily buy it right now, Ben, but I do think it's one that, you know, should be considered. Why do I like it? Because they're going to make $2.34. They're going to make... They're going to make money. They have made money every year forever. Back in 2013, they made $1.33, half, almost half, and the stock went from $12 to $21, and here it is at $22, and they make twice as much money. So, I like the dividend, 2.5%, it's not great. The valuation, it's going to make $2.34, $22 stock, so the P.E. is 10, the five-year range of the P.E. is 10 to 24, return on equity is really high at 24%. The cash flow is $5.28. I mean, there's not a lot to dislike about it other than the stock has been going down in price. Now, I think it's a good value. It's never going to grow real fast. I mean, over long periods, it's going to grow 1% to 5%. Uh, that's how fast it's going to grow. But as far as a value, you want to pick up this kind of stock when it's down here at $20, $22 a share. I would wait to see it, wait, bounce, wait, let it bounce again, uh, Ben. I thought I would do. Not a lot, but at least not continue to go down. Last four or five days for this whole week has been going down in a week where the market's been going up. So I want to see it settle down before I pick up some more. But I do like it as an idea. Long-term, blue-chip, $18 billion grocery store. And it's anti-cyclical. People buy groceries no matter what the economy's doing. So they're still going to make money even in a downward economic cycle. So, Ben, I kind of like it. KR is a symbol, Kroger. Bill in San Rafael, how you doing? Want to talk about bond funds? Yeah, Steve, thank you for taking my call. Uh-huh. Uh, just want to get your feeling. You know, over the last several years with the Fed kind of inching, inching rates up, I've kept my bond uh, portfolios in, in low duration instruments, you know, I don't I don't want to get, right. get out too far. Given the current uh, situation, I mean, Fed is paused here, and they may go lower. What's your feeling on uh, going out a little further to get a little more yield? I probably would suggest that it would work in the short term, in the next year or so. Short term to me means year, two years. I think it would work because I think the Fed is not going to raise rates anymore, uh, not in, in the short term. I think they're more likely to lower rates, and the bond market itself has done quite well you know, this year, if you look at it. 
because in anticipation at the beginning at the height of the rate cycle. So usually when you're in the pause or there's going to be a one or two downward rate, bond funds do very, very well. And I think we're, you know, if we're not on the cusp, we're approaching a recession in the next year or two, and bonds will do very well because the Fed will get very aggressive in lowering interest rates. They could go back to zero, and your bond funds will do very well when that happens. You know, even though rates are really low now, you know. So I kind of think it might be a good, very good defensive play, Bill. So you have my thumbs up on that. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Okay, how much will it cost to live in retirement? How much? Uh, I think, you know, the average, the average 65 household will spend about $50,000 a year. The biggest chunk of that is on housing at 16000 then 6600 on health care, 7500 on transportation, 4000 on groceries. That's how much. Now, if you don't have a mortgage, it'd be even less. And those people that live on the coasts, it's going to be a lot more. How about you're going to need about a hundred to hundred twenty thousand dollars per year? So in Hawaii, like, is one hundred seventeen thousand. That's you're going to need, depending on where you live. Anybody listening to me in the radio, you guys are going to need the hundred twenty thousand dollars. It's just the way. Excuse me. According to the Wall Street Journal, oh, oh, gee, are we running out of time? We are running out of time. On Monday's Invest Talk, a noted hedge fund manager says the U.S. has more leverage over China than ever before. Is is she correct? Is he or she correct? I think so. You've heard me say so. But we're going to talk about it more on Monday. Call us now, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and if you live anywhere in Southern California, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein encourage you to make plans to attend KPP Financial's Invest Talk Wealth Conference. It's happening on Saturday, June 22nd in Irvine, California. In today's low yield world, it is difficult to find great income opportunities while still maintaining safety and liquidity. Steve and I can help you. At the conference, Steve and Justin will help you understand the current volatile market and global economic environment. They'll give you a plan to boost income and manage investment risk. And they'll define ways to find great opportunities in any market environment. The Summer Invest Talk Wealth Conference is an investor learning opportunity that you should not miss. I'm Justin Klein. I invite you to attend our next Invest Talk Wealth Conference. Saturday, June 22nd. The countdown continues. We are just one day from a very special event the KPP Financial Invest Talk Wealth Conference. It's a live two hour learning opportunity led by Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. At the Wealth Conference happening this Saturday morning in Irvine, Steve and Justin will define ways for you to find great opportunities in any market environment. You can take control of your financial future if you know how. To learn more and purchase tickets, go to investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, so step up with your finance and investment questions. 888-99-CHART. 
888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Apparently, uh, you know, I, I wanted to finish up. Some of the other states, to cost of to retire, how about Alabama? It's cheap at 55000 You retired Alabama. Alaska is not too bad, 80, 81,000. Arizona, 60, Arizona, 60. That's where my parents retired two years ago, from San Diego to Arizona. Arkansas, 54. California, well, depends on where in California. It's $85,893 is the average, but we all know if you want to live on the coast, it's a lot more than that. Inland, it's a lot cheaper. So those are some of the other states. Florida is 61,000. Georgia, 56. I have friends retiring, retiring to Georgia. Idaho, 58. You know, Hawaii, of course, is I think the most expensive, 120. So depends on where you want to go. Depends on how much money you have. Also, that's why we have this show. We want to have as much as possible. Okay, apparently a great deal of information on Google Maps is fake. Did you know that? According to the Wall Street Journal, a large amount of the business information like phone numbers and business names on Google Maps is not truly legitimate. Google's online revenue is $116 billion per year. $116 billion. And Google controls 37% of online revenue sales. So should they be permitted to continue the practice of posting fake data? Fake. That's pretty amazing to me. On Monday's Invest Talk, a noted hedge fund manager says the U.S. has more leverage on China than mentioned before the break more than, than, be, than ever before. Is that correct? Give us a call, 888-99-CHART. Now, let me spend a minute wrapping up that main talking. Well, I already did that. So, okay. Um, let's go to another caller who took, let's to, go to another caller to leave their question on, on, anytime, on our Anytime listener line, 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name's Rob. I very much enjoy your podcast. My question is, come October, the federal government, uh, the budget talks. I know it seems premature, but I was curious how you thought the flow would go, or would they wait, go well, or would they wait till uh, the final minute again and possibly have a shutdown? Uh, thank you. Oh, I think it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, you know they're going to run out of money again. Can't you see? I mean, we're moving into an election year, so. so uh, I have a feeling that I have a feeling it's going to be contentious, and I think I think that the either side, I think it's going to be contentious. Let's put it that way. It really obviously depends, but you know they're going to run out of money as usual. Trump is not going to cut cut costs, so the deficit is growing pretty fast. And there's got to be an agreement between the Democrats and Republicans. So, do you think that's going to happen with a election year, election a year away? I don't think so. I think it's going to be a tough time. 888-992-4278. That's our number. Give me a call. We'll talk about anything financial. Let's go to Kendu in North Carolina. How you doing, Kendu? Hey, I'm doing good. I Thanks wanted to ask about Boeing, and at this price, is it uh, reasonable to buy and hold for a long time? 
Boeing is one of those companies that you can buy and hold forever because there's only one or two airline companies in the world. I'm not a big airline person. Uh, I don't really care for their business model because of the cost of the cost that they have very little control over. They have lots of unions and they have no control over their fuel fuel costs. And I don't like it when they take off whatever empty seats they have. That's their inventory and it's worthless. Once they take off and that seat is empty. So the the model worries me, but Boeing sells planes to the airline business. So, and they also have a pretty big you know aircraft, military aircraft, missile, and information communication communication system. So, Boeing, if I was going to buy anything in the airline business area, it would be Boeing. They're two hundred nine billion dollar companies, and we all know that their Max Eight had big problems, and the stock got tanked, went down to three hundred dollars a share. Got up to 440. Now it's at 371. So uh, is it cheap? Well, they're going to make $22 and uh, change, and it's a $371 stock. So it's not that bad a price. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of in the middle of its range. Uh, so I think you could buy Boeing here. It's a cyclical stock, though. So. And we're late in the economic cycle, so you might get a better chance. The, the, the best way to buy any, any cyclical stock is in the depths of a recession. So um, if you were patient, you would wait for the next recession whenever that came. If it's one, two, three, four years from now. Remember, our, we have had 10 plus years or so of growing economy, and it's the longest growth period since the Great Depression. So... So I just don't. It can't last forever. So, but it is a good. It is a good stock to to own. It really is. Thanks, Kandu. I appreciate the call. The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed today to subscribers, and it was packed full as always with lots of information. The market section, market condition sections, is the first one, and I said the market was very volatile this week. Thank goodness it was mostly up volatility, not down. That's in stark contrast to May, which was all down, pretty much, down volatility. June has been the best month in, for stocks for a very long time, and let's hope it can hold it. Hold it. That was that is how I started that newsletter. I'm concerned we may have already seen most of the returns, though, for the year in the stock market. I am concerned about that. I don't know how excited you should get, be getting. This is the third time it's been at this high price. So I just think it needs to be, you need to have some caution here. Volatility is going to be staying with us. It just is. And I mentioned some of the economic numbers for the week and things. I usually do that in every market condition section. Um, in portfolio management, I talked about emerging markets. You know, they're labeled as high risk, but they also are a diversifier. You might put some emerging markets in your portfolio, not a ton, ton of it or anything, but some of it, it would help diversify away from the American market. And the emerging markets has most of the growth. I mean, that's where the growth is going to be going forward, emerging markets, and it has been. So this, uh, so that was in the portfolio management section. Stock ideas, as I said, I mentioned a couple. I mentioned I mentioned one by name, and someone called earlier. Kroger, that's one of them, and you know that's the supermarket chain I mentioned in there. Um, and so I do like that. I also, um, um, uh, I also talked about uh, 
uh, uh, consumer consumer watch section. There's four sections in the newsletter. The consumer watch section was um, uh, about the lending business. Watch out for you know the predator lending practices out there, especially in those payday lending stores. I mean, they they charge up to three hundred percent interest APR annual percentage rate. Super expensive. Be very careful. So there's a lot of information in the KPP Premium Newsletter. And it's easy for you to subscribe if you're interested. It comes out every Friday, as I said. You can subscribe directly. Just go to investtalk.com and sign up. Uh, and you'll see it every Friday. Okay. Um, let's see. Where did I go? Okay. Um, this is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you're making the right choices with your money, with your 401k. You know, we have that uh, 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 service we call Active 401k uh, that will help you uh, stay in the market or stay out of the market or however best, whatever your risk tolerance is and whatever your choices in your 401k, it will instruct you what to do. Okay, depending on what the market conditions are and so on and so forth. It's, it's all math-based. It's very uh, very powerful, I think. So it's something that you might want to consider. It's called Active Four-Way. It's called the Active Four-Way Program. And, you know, uh, it, it will help you take timely action when the market moves. Go to investtalk.com if you're interested for more information. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and if you live anywhere in Southern California, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein encourage you to make plans to attend KPP Financial's Invest Talk Wealth Conference. It's happening on Saturday, June 22nd in Irvine, California. By harnessing the power of income compounding, retirees and investors of all kinds can improve their chances of living a life of financial freedom. At the conference, Steve and Justin will help you understand the current volatile market and global economic environment. They'll give you a plan to boost income and manage investment risk. And they'll define ways to find great opportunities in any market environment. The Summer Invest Talk Wealth Conference is an investor learning opportunity that you should not miss. I'm Steve Peasley. I invite you to attend our next Invest Talk Wealth Conference tomorrow. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. The AAII, the American Association of Individual Investors, they have a weekly survey that comes out weekly, and it's a survey on their bullishness and bearishness. Right now, they are 29.5% bullish. That's six weeks in a row below 30%. And that's more bearish. That means they're 70.5% bearish. That is more bearish than they've been in 2008 and 2009, the whole year. Never seen that happen before. Not in that period of time. Six weeks in a row, that bearish. So that is, a on a contrarian basis, pretty bullish, right? I mean, if the individual investors are saying, I don't want to be in the market, that means they'll have a lot of cash out of the market. Where's that cash going to do? The next time it moves, it's going to move into the market. 
Now, can it get lower, higher bearish number and lower bullish number? Yeah. But six weeks in a row has never done that before. Not since, not even the 2008-2009 deep recession. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Let's see if we can squeeze in another question before before the uh, before we gotta take a break. Here comes a recorder call from our anytime listener line number eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hey guys, this is Joe from Albany. Big fan of the show. I had a question about a stock, uh, Trustco Bank. I got in a while back for the dividend, and I was just wondering what your thoughts were on holding on to this long term. Thanks. Okay, Trustco Bank, it's, you know, when you say something, hold on to for a long term, it's a small company, and small companies are higher risk. It's a $732 million market cap company. That doesn't mean it's bad. What that means is it's higher risk. A uh, holding company for Trustco Bank operating through 148 offices in 32 counties in New York, Florida, Vermont, Massachusetts, and New Jersey. So uh, they make money, have made money, continue to make money, and they've done it for years. So that's very good. Growth rate is between 5 and 8% and more on the 8% side in recent quarters. So sales growth is pretty stable. Earnings are very stable. So that's all to the good for this small company. Um, it looks like a buyout candidate to me because people, the other bigger banks would love this kind of steadiness. Uh, it pays a 3.6% dividend. PE ratio is only 12 and the range is 10 to 20 over the last five years. Uh, and uh, return equity is okay at 13%, not bad. No, it's a good, solidly run bank, that's for sure. $7.56 is the stock chart, so stock price. So you're looking at a, a 10, let's see, 11, yeah, about 12 PE going forward too, backward and forward. So yeah, it's a good, solid bank. Uh, I don't see why you couldn't hold it for the long haul. And I think at some point, it, you know, it might be a really decent buyout candidate for a bigger bank. And it's symbol is TRST, everybody, Trustco Bank Corporation. And it looks like the dividend, 3%, yeah, the dividend is well covered. I mean, it's only like a 30, 40, 35%, uh, ratio, uh, 30, the ratio is only like 35% of earnings being paid out in the dividend. So I like that ratio. It's good. Good, solid ratio. Good, solid bank. Good pick, actually. Even though it's small, that's where the danger is. Now, did you know that Apple is the largest corporation, U.S. taxpayer? The largest corporate U.S. taxpayer sending money to the U.S. Treasury? Apple is. And it's true. And now Apple has filed a request to be exempted from Trump's proposed tariff increases. Hmm. Apple says the tariffs would reduce Apple's ability to contribute to the U.S. economy. Now, worth, worth noting here is Apple CEO Tim, Tim, Clark pay, Tim Cook paid a visit to President Trump in the White House recently. Do you suppose he raised that issue? I, I would think he did. I, I probably did. But should it be? I don't think so. I don't think it should be exempt. Now, as we go to the break, I'm going to ask you an interesting question. Patents are highly prized because they can offer its holder an economic advantage. So how many how many granted, awarded patents does Amazon have? I'll have the answer next. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, 
A noted hedge fund manager says the U.S. has more leverage over China than ever before. That story Monday. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Now, I asked you a question before the break about patents. Okay, how many granted patents does Amazon have? The answer is 10,216. Is that a lot? I would think that's a lot. However, the tech company with the most patents is IBM. In fact, IBM was granted 9,043 patents in 2017 alone, just in that one year. So... IBM has a lot more. And which inventor, sole inventor has in the U.S. has been awarded the most patents? Which inventor in the U.S. has been awarded the most patents? You might be able to guess this. Thomas Edison. And he was uh, known as America's most prolific inventor. In, uh, and he died in 1931. Edison held a total of 1,093 when he died, 1931. A Japanese inventor has now surpassed Thomas Edison. Interesting stats, huh? Let's go to Mike in San Jose. How you doing, Mike? Good, thank you, Steve. I was wondering what your opinion would be for Philip Morris, please. Okay, Philip Morris had a really good day today, up 2.6%. Um had a good day yesterday. Uh, I like Philip Morris. Uh, Make cigarettes, sold worldwide. I don't like cigarettes. So I don't like to smoke. I don't like anything about it. But as a company, Philip Morris is a pretty strong company. Uh, they're going to make $5.59 next year. That was up from five fifteen this year. Was da- uh, That was down from five twenty four in 2018. So, went down a little bit. But their dividend is 5.8%, and their dividend is very, very solid. It's not going to go away. Um um, six, yeah. So their dividend, they pay about seventy percent or so uh, of their in of their income in the dividend, and they've done that for a long time. They paid quite a bit out. It's uh, the stock at seventy nine dollars and making five dollars and fifty nine cents. So you're talking at a fifteen or so PE, and their twi- five year range is twelve to twenty eight. So it's close to their low. Um, recent sales and recent quarters have been falling a little bit. That's a little bit of a concern, um, you know. But you know what? I think this this marijuana craze is going to help them. I really think it will, because I think they'll be a distributor of it at some point, or buy some of the marijuana stocks and have them for themselves. Um, so I kind of like, I like the play. I like the dividend a lot. You buy this for the dividend. You don't buy it for growth because there's not a lot of growth other than in that marijuana area. And we're not sure when and if and how much they will get in that space. But Mike, I, li- I do like it. I do like Philip Morris 5.8% and you can't go wrong for his dividend. Thank you for the call. 888-99-CHART, everybody. 888-992-4278. So, Federal Reserve Governor Loyal Brannard said today, there is important downside risks in our economy. Important downside risks. He says that these important downside risks have emerged in our economy over the past few weeks. 
And would that would argue for a softening in the expected path of the Federal Reserve's policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she also talked about elevated levels of risky corporate debt being an issue. So does that mean the Fed's going to lower rates next time they meet? See, do you notice that how the Fed has these different members? There's like, what, 12 Federal Reserve districts in the United States, and each one has a president, and she's one of them. And they all come out and talk about, after a Fed meeting, you know, there's certain ones that come out and talk about what, what they feel, and it kind of guides our expectations as to where the Fed's going to go. And do you think they do that on purpose? They certainly do. Because as part of as part of their job, okay, they have two mandates, right? They to keep keep inflation under control and keep full employment. That's basically their 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 mandates, okay? So do you think that you know keeping inflation is under control is also keeping our expectations of inflation under control? Because just our expectations can make inflation happen. So I think they manipulate us. I think it's clear that they do. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program, everybody. And I thank you for your loyal support and questions. Justin will be here Monday, and I will return on Tuesday. But I hope to see you, many of you, tomorrow in Irvine at the Invest Talk Wealth Conference, 9 to 11 tomorrow morning. Everybody have a good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.